Shelby from the six yard line who sends it into the roof of the net. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook. We are here every single week. Well, almost every single week. One of us is here every single week anyway. Um, to mark your card for the weekend across the EFL set piece threats, rampaging wingbacks, forward-thinking, holding midfielders. Regular listeners, welcome back. New listeners, great to have you on board. Make yourself at home. Joining me, as always, the esteemed John Bywater. John, good evening. Good evening, Gav. Yeah, it's great to have you back, mate. It turns out that recording on your own is um, about 500 times harder, um, especially when you've spoken for 15 minutes and it feels like three hours. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know how you did it for so long on your own. Um, well, I do. It was excellent, but I, you know what I'm saying? I got my John Bywater fill because I had to edit it and kind of you, right. you left nice little gaps for me to 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 um to to I cut did, yeah. and paste and move it consummate professional as always john i did have a few comments saying that you got more words in than usual actually <laughs> <laughs> take, take uh, that on board it certainly uh it certainly went down well anyway and good to um good to hear your opinions uh, it's felt a bit like stop start over november john it, fa cup has taken a bit of a break for the next month international breaks here there and every where, um, but we have, you know, probably the best time of the football in the in the entire calendar year, right? A full month of probably Saturday to Tuesdays, and then you've got a active festive period as well to whet everyone's appetite. John, looking forward to it, rubbing your hands, plenty of betting opportunities. Everybody's happy this time of year. Um, well, not everyone is, but you know, if, like you say, it's something to look forward to if uh, other things aren't going so well as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just enjoy it and. If you know, if you need to get away from whatever your situation is around Christmas, then there's plenty of games to watch or get involved in. Always, always, end of the year signifies, yeah, like just you know, whatever year your year you've had, right? No doubt it's been a, a tough one. We've almost made it. Um, a chance to reflect, um, and um, <laughs> all of which sounds relatively <laughs> profound. It all sounds a bit linked in for uh, for, yeah, for well, Thursday evening. Going, going a little bit Jake Humphreys. We are. We, we're we're trying to branch out. I shall um, copy and paste some of those quotes and pop them on an Instagram post with some clouds in the background right. or some, some waving yeah, trees. Nice, nice lights. That's right. Absolutely. Um, not much to reflect on that I can remember. I'm almost certain, you know, if, if, if it goes like most weekends, we probably, loads of people that we've backed in the past would have scored and we weren't on them. That's the way the weekends have normally gone of late. Uh, I think, hey, you spent a, you spent an, an interesting Tuesday night with um, what people, are, of, all, of all the games that have been on this week, uh, you picked a great one, John. Yeah, this is... Um... Has any other podcast discussed Alfredton nil, Walsall nil on Tuesday night? <laughs> Possibly. But, um, this is why we are approximately your sixth favourite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've definitely said this before. I'm pretty sure you have, Gav, but Walsall should be a lot better than their league position. Um, but this game, they're just a strange side. They've... 
Uh, I was particularly impressed with Freddie Draper up front, which I know isn't a big shout because he's well rated, but he can do everything. But I think he's being asked to do too much. He's, he looks a good finisher, but he's popping up on the right wing. He's like Harry Kane. He's dropping deep. He, he's having to do too much. Um, I think if they could get some more support up to him, I think they, they've got the makings of what should be a good League Two side, but it's just not really happening, is it? No, they had um, the hussy left in the Knowles has not seen out the the entirety of yeah. the season. He keeps every time I keep wanting to back him, I think he's either suspended or injured. Hutchinson is I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to look at the contract position there, but I'm sure he'll attract some interest maybe in yeah he, in January. He won't be there long. He's got um, um, he's got something about him. He's got a confidence on the ball. Uh, a little don't... bit too greedy, I would say, based on that Tuesday night. But you know, uh, yeah. it's not a bad thing. I haven't looked in depth, but from what I have seen, I think they want Sadler out, don't they, and start again. Yeah. And um, this, uh, you know, another another fresh start for for Walsall. Um, yeah, I don't think I've I don't think I've been to see him live, which is unlike me, just down the road uh, this season. I think it's on pre-season a couple of times last season as well. But maybe that's a good uh, good marker for me to um, to go and see what's going on at the Besker. Always a fun place to visit. Um, any other reflections, John? I think I, I, I had a quick look at some championship action. Um, well, you, yeah, anything, you spotted um, you spotted a familiar name popping up. For, was it Eastley? Oh yes. Oh well, yeah. That was uh, it. Was that kind of weekend, wasn't it? It's um, you're looking through the team sheets of uh, yeah. Who was it? Our, our old friend from Corley, wasn't it? Ludwig Franchelletti. I only noticed um, once they'd already kicked off. And uh, who were they playing? Uh, Reading, weren't they? We know Reading yeah. are vulnerable enough from set pieces. So I was crossing my fingers that I didn't have to sit and watch him. You thought score. you'd never hear the name again, listeners. But <laughs> it's funny where they <laughs> funny where they pop up, right? Um, yeah, they, they don't go away, do they? They, they don't. Around. They don't. Um, a quick note then. So a couple of a couple of notes from the championship. Um, another familiar name who's uh, the podcast regular over the last few years. Who doesn't love a Harry Darling um, second half cameo oh. um, for the now Michael Duffless Swansea John, another manager um, lost yep. his way. Um, perhaps we'll, yeah, we'll talk a bit about um, Tony Mowbray in a second as well. Uh, four shots. Amazingly, when you when you normally when you see Harry Darling shots, you think that well, half of them must have come from about forty yards out, and he's taking mm. pot shots and stat- padding all his stats out. But no, four shots, three really good headers. Should have been two really really good headers where he, he probably really should have done better, as they always should against Huddersfield. Harry Darling, second half cameos. We've seen a we've seen a fair few in the last few years. They normally don't make you rich the day the game after. But I'm sure he'll attract uh, plenty of interest and maybe a little bit of blue on Odds Checker as well. Um, from on my notes when watching Cov, Jake Bidwell um, is back in the side, back in this four-three-three. Um, he switched on Jake Bidwell. He's got a few years on the um, on some of his teammates around him, and he's quickly realised that um, he's better off taking chances himself and supplying Hadji Wright and Co up front, which he has started to do more prolifically. Uh, three shots and a host of good positions taken up by the left back in the um, in the defeat at Ipswich, and. Hey, just one more on the list. Well, a couple more on the list, but I'm not going to steal your thunder because I know you've you've um you're you're really keen on um 
on uh, on one of these players. But uh, yeah, Jaden, not not our kind of bat, not our kind of bet, not our kind of price. But Jaden Philogene at Hull is um, nineteen shots in the last two and a half games, uh, nine yes. without return, but has led the way as Hull chased Watford one for the. Um, Backers at the top of the market just there. Oh, we should probably mention you shared some interesting uh, knowledge opinion this week, John, with me that are Shane Duffy and Danny Bath the new Nemanja Vidic and Rio Ferdinand? I think that was what Norwich fans might have been proclaiming this week. You, you buying that, John? And the quick answer is no. Um, yeah, no, they're not. I'm not sure, actually. I was trying to think. How old would Vidic and Ferdinand be now? About 43? maybe so. mid. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure who I'd prefer out of those two in the Championship now. <laughs> probably not a lot of difference. The fact that <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Ferdinand's still pretty quicker than Danny Bath, so and, and Duffy Duffy's pretty quicker than Vidic, just about. So yeah, I'm not sure. That's, it's difficult. Yeah, Shane Duffy's still on the due list. I know we've um, we've mentioned yes. him a couple of times this season. Near post header and open play effort against Bristol City. Nice run of chances in his last four, including uh, a couple for the Republic of Ireland. Uh, good spot against Preston this weekend. Who um, conceded two from corners against Cardiff, which kick-started this terrible run that Preston are on at the moment. Um, still look too good when we visited uh, Deep Down a couple of weeks back. But uh, they conceded another against Middlesbrough. Best price 12-1 to 1 for those um, rubbing their eyes Norwich fans who think they might be seeing Rio Ferdinand instead of Shane Duffy. Uh, John, that's, uh, we are, what, nine minutes into this podcast already. Um we haven't put up a selection yet. Let's change that. Talk us through a bit about your thoughts in the championship this week. Certainly will. He's um, Shane Duffy's begging you for mercy to get out of the Jew index. I get that. I get that. Remember when she was better than Adele? That was that was that was yeah. the. I remember when I did that joke about six months ago as well. But <laughs> never mind. <laughs> It's a good job we don't just have a regular hardcore listenership, isn't it? We're, we're mainstream. People won't remember that. Yeah, no, they, they won't do. No. I do, uh, I do yeah. remember that. There there was Duffy and Adele were out at the same time. and he, Duffy was, like, more famous. And I always remember thinking, I think the market's got these two the wrong way around. This is – Adele's clearly the clearly going to stay the trip here. And, yes. uh, yeah, you couldn't – you know, you can't – Back things like that, unfortunately. But what, they, you was, know, what was her XG though? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was. Um, wasn't under the radar in the Horsfall household, anyway. I was telling everyone. I was telling every, but um, you knew. Good, you knew. No one listened, but I thought, well, that's going to be an interesting story to recount on a anytime notebook podcast. Fifteen Shane, years later, Shane Duff, Shane Duff ever <laughs> back in the championship, and he has. Uh, oh anyway, well, get us back on track, John. Apologies. I'll, I'll, I'll try. Um, I'm going to have a little bit of a uh, Tony Mowbray. Um, I just I'm missing him already. He used to get out yeah. either a Kit Kat or a Maltesers or a different chocolate bar every week in the press conference, and it's just he just looks like a sweet man, doesn't he? Um, does that oh, sound too strange? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think he, let's be honest, I think the hierarchy have wanted to get rid of him for a while, but they couldn't, basically. Uh, I don't think he's fashionable enough for them now, um, despite the results. And if you, even though I'm led to believe they're quite an analytical board or a background, 
backroom uh, staff there. If you look at the games they've lost recently, they've dominated all of them on the mm. on any metric you can look at. They could have easily won a couple of those or even all of them. So I just think they've been waiting for a chance to get rid of um, what they see as an old school man. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a shame, really. Uh, going back to the Jew index, I think this is the first week he's not been mentioned for about five weeks, but uh, good old Yannick Vestergaard had a mm-hmm. fantastic late chance last weekend. Uh, I think it was well saved, to be fair, but once again, um, <clears throat> very much a threat for Leicester, but um, believe it or not, he's 7-1 to one best price this week, so... I think we can. I think we can pass that one by. I think easily. we will pass that one by. Yep. Yes. The um, the first selection, the first game I looked at uh, was to see who Birmingham were playing, and they're playing your boys Coventry on Friday night. Um, quite a simple case, really. If you're creating not quite half an XG at home to Rotherham, giving up double that, then um, <laughs> you're not very good. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think any side's been. Well, I didn't say dominated, but especially at home to Rotherham, it's just appalling. Um, and it only seems to be going one way for Rooney, whether he can, I'm sure he'll survive till January and then it, it might look different. But yeah, they're, they're definitely struggling. And looking at that team sheet, I mean, Chris Burke on his own up front, I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's, it just doesn't look right at all. Um, doesn't look a championship side to me, even even without the Rooney misgivings. And um, it's getting to him as well, isn't it? You, he's getting more and more tetchy in each of the yeah, in each of the post-match interviews, isn't he? Um, you saw one going off, off kilt a bit as we do, but I know it's the competitiveness, but you do wonder why why he needs this, I suppose. But there mm. you go. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's some, it's, um, you know, it's almost admirable because I'm sure he doesn't need to work. But anyway, that's a different subject. I'll be we'll I'll be sat to... about five rows behind him on Friday night, John. So I'll I'll ask okay. him. Yeah, yes. Okay. What are you I'm doing? Sure, I'm here? sure he listens. So he, he might he might turn around and say, "Yeah, that was a very philosophical episode this week." Yeah. That was a humble brag about where my tickets are. Right? That was apologies. Yeah, you're a VIP. VIP <laughs> Right, don't worry, listeners, we're getting there. Um, so if you look at Coventry, last few weeks uh, you seem to have settled on giving the ex-Barnsley Kitchen and Thomas partnership a go. Um, Absolutely. Right yep. And of the two, I think it's fair to say Thomas has flirted a little bit more with the goal. Not massively, he's had a few chances of late. Uh, what we do know from last season, he can do the business. Seven goals in League One, remember. So it seems a long time ago, but it wasn't really. So at a slightly bigger price than Kitchen, I'm quite happy with the one point on Bobby Thomas at 16 to 1. Love that, John. Um, a, a, a threat aided by the aforementioned Jake Bidwell coming back into the side because set-piece um, oh, yes. quality has certainly there. improved yeah. as well um, since since we've got a... <laughs> We've got someone who can uh, swing the ball, outswingers and in-swingers into the um, into the box, which is good. Um, you've got another in the championship, John. There's um, there's, there's um, you're in you're in you're in full flow. That's uh, where else are we going? Yeah, it's championship heavy. Um, I'm going to Blackburn versus Leeds, and I'm completing my every outfield player for Blackburn that doesn't score. Um, 
collection here. We've had uh, recent years. We've had, we've definitely had ranking Costello. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the uh, Icelandic chap who don't know what's happened to him, and we've definitely had uh, a centre back or two. So we're going to try someone else. A bit of a captain obvious one. This this is a twelve thirty kickoff on Saturday, by the way, and it's Callum Britain or Britain at eleven to one. <clears throat> Big uh, differential in the prices, to be fair, but you know there is eleven to one with three or four mm-hmm. firms, even though they're all the same. But you know we need a winner, Gab. So we'll take the eleven. <laughs> um, I would stress I wouldn't back him at sing- less than nine to one. I, I think considering the opponents, uh, you need double figures. Now, most people listening to this will know that he's not a right back, even though he's still listed as a right back. He can play right back, and he was a lot at the start of the season. Uh, of late, he's been pushed into the left-wing position since the Stoke game on the 25th of November. Uh, nothing in that game, but four shots against Birmingham and then three against Sheffield Wednesday last time out. Uh, yes, Leeds will be an entirely different game, but they could easily be chasing this game from an early stage. So that might not be a bad thing. He's played the last three games in that position every minute, so... I don't think there's too much of a worry there. Let's not mention his scoring record, Gav. We don't need to mention that because it's terrible. Um, but I can't resist double figures for someone who the last three games has been second or third furthest high, highest player even up the pitch. So we'll go for one point win. Callum, is it? It's spelt Britain, but I keep. I want to say Britain. What do you reckon? I would, I would have always said Britain, but yeah, I get so it. Would I. Yeah, Britain. Yeah. Never He's really listened with down Cal- for it. Callum Britain, eleven to one. We'll stick with that. <laughs> like, it's like, like bucket instead of bouquet, right? I imagine that's yeah. It's like um, we, yeah. There's been plenty of those. The, the the chat for Burton that I can't say who scored in midweek. By the way, um, Osalaja. Osalaja. larger. Yeah, larger. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Sound like yeah. Sound like you're ten points yeah. deep when you uh, yeah. when you say when you say. Uh, awesome pick that is, John. Uh, for for um for fans of uh mine and John's notes, uh, Callum Britain or Britain was on both of them. So um, oh, you had him as well, yeah. If you wanted uh, if you wanted um extra weight, extra extra credibility behind us, select an eleven to one Talk, selection. Talking of that, Gav, you've got someone in your notes next in League One who I have my, in my notes as well. So we absolutely, yeah. League One is um, hey, League One is where I'm at this weekend. Um, not often the case. Um, I did find another one, John. I just mentioned our old friend Erin Cashin as well. Who um, I was oh. looking at uh, who might be due. He's, he's another one on the due index, by the way. Um, prime to have a good December. I was looking at. Um, um, oh, the, the George Ray story was interesting, wasn't it, for Barrow, who's what scored three in November, and but the signs were there. We didn't, we didn't know, we didn't notice any of the signs. But when you look back, the, the signs were there, <laughs> and he's now just about up to where his XG suggested he should be. And when you look through the list, Erin Cashin could be the one that's, you know, six shots in the last four games, generating almost two expected goals in each of those games. We've. Um, I, I was surprised. Layers tend to give him a bit of a chance these days. Sixteen to one he was against Leighton Orient, which feels a bit bigger than. Wow! Than I didn't even I didn't to. even look at his price to be honest. That that that's um that seems way too big, really, way considering big, the yeah. match odds. 
He wasn't my selection, though. Um, of course the, not. <laughs> <laughs> the name we had on both of our lists was the, the bloke that we we never, ever got right. In all of those oh, illustrious AFC is. Wimbledon games, all of those yes. years when, um, who was it? Will Nightingale was getting all of those goals, and we thought, oh, Ben Hennigan goes off a big price. We, yeah. He's about to, he yeah. must be juicy. He has more chances, but he doesn't score. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I've heard this before. Uh, it's been nigh on impossible to get him right um and it, it will continue to be nearly impossible to get him right for a Fleetwood side that um I actually you know thinking about last week I really like them at Cambridge and they were three nil down within about 10 minutes so uh, but Hennigan unfortunately for us picking up this annoying habit of, of um of uh getting on the end of Fleetwood corners and he's looking really busy it's five shots in the last four and he faces Northampton who's probably Hennigan's just the type of player who Northampton don't want to see this weekend after they let Sean Raggett just do whatever he wanted to give Portsmouth the lead last weekend in the um, in the one league game that there was. Was interested, wrote his name down, was interested in the price. Pleased to see 20-1 to 1 for the former Wimbledon man who's um, got a terrible scoring record but continues to, um, to look like he might be due. So Ben Hennigan, a point for me for Fleetwood, 20-1 yeah. against Northampton. <laughs> Yeah, I mentioned him when they signed him on the few months. Was it about a month ago? Because he was, yeah, I just, he's one of those. He he seemed, um, I think he, you know, as he gets his fitness up, I think he should be a good signing for Fleetwood. But, you know, uh, talking of Fleetwood, actually, they, um, <clears throat> another name that may be interesting, um, probably not yet, but they recalled, I think it's uh, Kian Hayes from Rochdale. Ah, uh, okay. Um, he's already got 100 league appearances at uh, 20. Uh, he came on the scene at Fleetwood a couple of years ago and was quite highly rated, I think. Um, seemed to fade away a bit, but I know from a couple of people, uh, one person messaged me out of the blue on Twitter, actually, and said that he'd been brilliant for Rochdale in a short spell, and they recalled him early. Um, he was on the bench uh, in the cup game, I think, and he did come on for a short period. I don't think he'll start yet, but... If he got into the side, this may be the time that he establishes himself. So just an attacking name to keep half an eye on there. Good shout. Fleetwood keep drawing me in, you know. I think there's I think there's the data yeah. the data looks they're they're conceding a lot, but they're creating it's a Lee lot. Lee Johnson, as well. isn't it? It's it's um yeah. it's uh the goals have gone up as we suspected. Uh, that, well, a, well not especially yeah. against they're, the, yeah, they're a lot more open, I think. The three nil against Exeter's doing a lot of heavy lifting, but I think once Stevenage Stevenage just pretty clinical in that three nil win, but Fleetwood 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 yeah, created over three and a half XG in that three nil defeat at home to Stevenage a couple of weeks back and they weren't yeah, they weren't too far off kind of parity in um in in the another three 0 defeat against Wigan as well. So yeah, they continue to convince me that they're a side that are going to stick a few past someone soon. But um, but we shall see. I have got another one in League One, John. Another oh, name that we what? mentioned. I've, I've set myself up for this because I found it impossible to mention last time. So uh, drum roll, please. But Male Duran de Giovini. Um, I know we all remember him. Barnsley centre-half, still on the due list. 
Noted him a couple of weeks back after a run of games with good efforts. Uh, Nicky Cadden's picked him out with an absolute beaut of a corner against Wickham. Saw him just nod past the far post. I thought that was going to be um, his second of the season. He's already got one already. Mentioned a couple of weeks ago, looks an absolute menace at the breakdown. Climbing over everyone. Looks to have a real kind of spring in his step and an appetite to get on the end of crosses, which is exactly what you want to see. Already opened his account this year. Was unprolific, to say the least. Well, he scored no goals during spells in France. You can't get more. <laughs> Prolific than that, than that. Um, I didn't really dive into like how they found him, but they have found him, and he's probably my favourite set piece threat at the minute. Reading is a glorious spot for a dominant Barnsley performance this weekend. Um, we don't often give naps and stuff up these days, but if I was to, um, he'd be my nap of the weekend. Fourteen to one for let's call him MDG from here on in uh, Barnsley centre half. Uh, Fourteen to one, one point against Reading this weekend. Um, hey, I'm down into League Two, John. What about you? Lead us off with um, a couple of thoughts on a couple of games in League Two. Yeah, I wanted to have a look at Morecambe versus Stockport. I uh, noted via again via Twitter, some of the good Morecambe fans were very concerned about the backup goalkeeper Adam Smith, who's come in since Derek Adams has left due to an injury to the first choice. Uh, it's worth looking back at some of the goals they conceded against Wrexham. Um, to say that he should have saved probably four of the six wouldn't be an understatement. Oh um, yeah, poor chap. He uh, very, very either rusty or not very good. I'll say rusty. I'll try and be uh, a bit fair for once. But yeah, I mean, that's why um, you look at the metrics of that game. It, it, is not, it was never a 6-0 really, but... You know, anyway, so I looked at Stockport, but as I've mentioned, I think a couple of times this season, the price, I mean, uh, obviously a lot of this is reflected on their heavy odds on away, so the prices are going to be squeezed. But I just look at, look at uh, your namesake, Horsfall. He's not really threatening this season. Not at all, um, no. And he's like seven to one best price. So um, I'd look at Ethan Pye, who has been slightly more threatening, but is nowhere near, it wouldn't even be in the top 15 or 20 in the league for what you'd look for. And he's, I think, 7-1 to one as well. So it was more a, a case of some, what look on paper, terrible prices. But I don't think this Morecambe defence has got any confidence in this backup goalkeeper from what I can see. So I wouldn't be surprised if one of them notched, but I couldn't make a case at all with the prices. <laughs> right, we're we're going to go to uh, Tranmere versus Newport. Um just looked a good starting point in this league. Tranmere giving up a league-high 12 goals from set plays this season. Uh, when I was having a look at that, a bit surprised by that. To be fair, that looks a little bit not sustainable, but it has happened. So when we like the stats, we can use them, can't we, Cam? <laughs> and, uh, when, when, and when they're completely against the numbers, we ignore them. That's the way it works. Absolutely. So Newport. As I mentioned earlier in the season, they've not got any of the old familiar names, unfortunately. So you're a little bit limited on what you're looking at. You've got Ryan Delaney, but I think he's a little bit short, even though he's a little bit more threatening overall. But we're going to, I think a new name, we're going to step forward with a veteran here in James Clark at 25-1. to 1. Uh, He's recently returned from two months out injured. Uh, he's had efforts in two of the last three games since he's been back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's enough encouragement for me at the price. I'd like to put out a message to Mr. Clark. Mr. Clark, please remember 
that at one point, many, many years ago, you scored five in 60 for Walsall. Just let's get that message across to him tonight. (laughs) But also, Mr. Clark, please forget the last five seasons. Because that's what I've done for this selection. So, good good luck to Mr. Clark, as I'm calling him now. It's one point win, Mr. James Clark, twenty five to one. I like that one. Yeah, I wonder why um, James Clark never appears on this podcast very much at all, has he? Over the last he's year, 30, he's thirty four. I don't know his height, Gav. I know you like to height. <laughs> <laughs> How many Andy Butlers is he? We don't know that yet. Uh, six foot, he says here. Six foot. Uh, if it is not quite an Andy Butler, not if quite. He scores, if inches. he scores, which is very unlikely, <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a deep dive into James Clark next week. Um, awesome, excellent selection, John. Um, a quick mention for the because it didn't go without um, noticing uh, Connor Reorden, Connor O'Riordan, I should say. Oh yes, um, that was great cool. against Doncaster. It made me think um, if you um, if you're a fan of going back and looking over um, opinions that we had a few months ago, we did do a piece and we sent a half to follow. We picked out a handful of centre halves that we thought would get five or more goals this season. I just went back and had a look through that list this week. Connor O'Riordan was on that list. Uh, the brace against Doncaster took him to three. Ben Goodliffe was on that list with two. Regan Paul was on that list with three. Um, forget about the other two who were Alex Iavacotti for Vale who's only got one goal, but that's one goal better than Ryan yeah. Sweeney's got for Burton, who has none. So, um, yeah, I thought that was worth a mention. Those three players are, are well on track to score five. Um, I was going to put someone else. I've got one more point to give away. Um, Nick Cerula uh, couldn't stop scoring for Crawley at the start of the season. We're approaching three months, believe it or not, since his last goal. I'm keen to just be against Colchester here, and I thought Cerula was a, a bigger price than I thought he would be. Um, doesn't look like it's going to be long before he does get back on the score sheet. Five shots off against that poorest Notts County defence. couple of good chances against Harrogate and Barrow as well. In a division full of, what, wing-backs arriving late at the far post, he still continues to be one of the most eye-catching for me, John. Good reading of the game with Adam Campbell in that Crawley side. Likes to drift out to the left and you see Sarula kind of heading inside instead and it all looks very um, calm and composed. We just need Sarula to stick one on the in the net and I think he's a good price to do that this weekend 15 to 2 for Crawley against a poorest Colchester side who has conceded seven against Barrow and Doncaster in recent weeks. Let's just oh I didn't um yeah, we've got a nice little um a competition. I should have mentioned the competition at the start. At the start, and yeah. people might have been incentivized to listen to the twenty-nine minute mark. If, you, if, you, if you're still listening by now, then uh, you, you may win by default. Come on. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, let's, before we go ahead off into the competition, then uh, people can win some anytime notebook merchandise. Uh, we gave away a fair bit last um, last Christmas, and we'll do the same again. If you've got a degenerate punter in your life that would love a <laughs> anytime notebook, uh, pen, and a notepad and maybe a, a mug for their, uh, their tea or coffee or something a little bit stronger. Um, you're in luck. They are, li- they, are limited, <laughs> they are limited edition, though, Gav. One day they could be collector's pieces. They could be. They could be. Um, we'll have to probably have to give the podcast up for them to be collector's yeah, edition. So, Remember that yeah. podcast from 40 years ago? Yeah. Still got a mug. Uh, let's, let's run through our selections, though. Mine was... Um, 
uh, MDG, which is all I've got in my notes right. here. Yeah. 14 to 1 for Barnsley. Ben Hennigan, 20 to 1 uh, for Fleetwood. And Nick Sarula, 15 to 2 for Crawley. John, remind me of your selections. Yep, two in the championship. Friday night game, Cov versus Birmingham. Gav's going to blow this one in the net for us. <laughs> uh, what, I'm not so, what, Bobby Thomas, 16 to 1. Uh, Saturday lunchtime game, just to get all the pain out of the way before three o'clock on Saturday. This is my new new strategy. Uh, one point on Callum Britan, who's changed his name again to at. Um, I've put eleven to two here, but that's definitely all right. Eleven to one, Blackburn versus Leeds, and in League Two with the traditional three o'clock. This would be a shame because Tranmere used to always play on Friday night, so I could have got them all out of the way, couldn't oh, I? They did, yeah. um, but unfortunately, you have to wait till about five o'clock for the pain of this one to go. It's uh, it's a selection on Mr. James Clark. You have to write that on your slip, Mr. James Clark. Mr. James. 25 to 1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's get a competition. So we've got three weekends left in December before Christmas. We For each weekend, as a reward for the hard yards that you put in listening to this podcast throughout the course of the year. You certainly um, deserve it all. You deserve it. We should be giving it away for free. Um, we, we mainly look after three divisions, don't we, John? The Championship, League One and League Two. All I want people to do, we are looking for one player from each division. So we'll kick off this weekend. Me and John have got some selections before we before you head off and think about yours. We are looking for non-penalty XG. I'm going to go completely dictated by Y Scout. So I'm going to look at Y Scout on Monday morning and I'll use those figures to determine who has got the highest XG. We're going to add your player from each of those three divisions up, top them all up, and whoever's got the highest score at the end of the weekend. Um I will reach out for your address and I'll pop you out some gifts and goodies just in time for Christmas. John, me and you have um, have come up with some selections to kick people off. I'll start with mine first. In the Championship, I've gone for Tommy Conway. Um, in League One, no surprises, Alfie May and Isaac Alafi uh, for Stockport in League Two. Who have you gone for, John? Yeah, just to clarify, the uh, much-mentioned hidden XG does not count in this uh, count. <laughs> in this competition. Please, please see the website for full T's and C's. No, there, there aren't any. Um, championship, I've gone for a risky one. He's come into form the last few weeks. Emmanuel Laff La- or Laith for uh, Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. In League One, a safe one in Dion Charles for Bolton. And in League Two, because I couldn't think of anyone else, I've gone for Al Hamadi, my old friend at Wimbledon. Excellent work. So there's uh, there's mine and John's selections. I'm sure you can do better than that um, through luck or through judgment. Um, uh, email us, uh, leave a comment on the website, reach out on Twitter to the um, Anytime Notebook handle or if you follow me or John um, at G Horseful or at Set Zero, feel free to, to, to get in contact with us. Um, I'll jot down your selections over the weekend and uh, hey, we'll do it every week. Tune in every Thursday and um, we'll... Um, We'll, uh, we'll keep a tally and um, and get some goodies sent out, which feels like just the finest way to end um, another year on uh, this uh, fine and pleasant earth. Backing some winners, winning some prizes, talking about the EFL on a podcast with John Bywater on a Thursday evening. I couldn't ask for anything more. 
no. John. I know you'd love it as well. Where um, would you rather be? And that's what the listeners think every time they listen. It's, <laughs> we, we, we've seen the feedback. John, we'll do it all again next week, shall we? Good luck this weekend. Whatever you're backing, be lucky. Uh, John, good to be back. Great December ahead of us. We're hitting the ground, uh, hitting the ground running. We, we, we'll try and hit the ground running. November's over. November was bad. We're going to get back into profit by the end of the year. T's and C's apply. <laughs> get your selections in. We'll speak to everyone soon.